It's a little hard to narrow it down, but I think I can give you my top three favorite things about the United States of America. This thing on. Hey, you're listening to Big View Small Windows Podcast, Deeper Thoughts. I cover topics dealing with theology and spirituality and politics from a no-nonsense perspective. If you're into blogs, visit bigviewsmallwindow.com and get my take on things in a thousand words or less. Don't forget to subscribe, like, share, and leave a comment. If you would like to give to Big View Small Window, check out the give page. It's all happening at bigviewsmallwindow.com. So number one is freedom. Even though little by little... We're losing it. I don't think um, as many people realize that as much as they should, but the freedoms that we have in America are just simply not enjoyed in the rest of the world. And I didn't realize how serious of an issue this was until I started paying attention to political things and looking at a little bit of world news. And and I was trying to figure out why when I would see protests, people would be holding up American flags in, in these foreign nations. And I'm like, and when they want to hold up their own flag, if they're protesting against their government, you know, but uh, what I found out is that basically the model of freedom that we have in America, people in those communist countries and those socialist countries, that's what they want. They are, they are fighting for um, uh, freedom. And then America is the prototype for, for what they want. They want the liberty to just to be able to do what they want to do, to go or not go places, to have autonomy uh, in their everyday lives. And I, I think the exact opposite of what we have in America is what I've come to understand about China. So in this communist country, the purpose of their government is to basically just to stay in power, to control the masses. Um, to siphon money off of their working class, their labor class. I mean, that is the communist way, is that you have this small uh, government, uh, upper echelons of society, your bourgeoisie, if you will, which is technically the middle class that's been destroyed. Uh, but I always call the the top-down situation to be the new bourgeoisie. And then you have your proletarians. And so this is communist language. This is the communist manifesto of Karl Marx, of which I've read a few pages. And I've read another manifesto that I'm not going to talk about in this podcast. But so uh, it's kind of just understanding the minds of governments and the minds of the people in the nations. And so people in China, they are disarmed. So they cannot defend themselves. No, Nobody in the country except the military has guns. So any sort of tyranny or anything that comes down from their leadership, they can't do anything about it. And their life is attached to their phone. So when we start hearing about, you know, virus passports and apps and things like that, the tracking systems, like that's all communist stuff. That has no business in America. We, we don't need... Uh, protection from our government on that level. They they are in a position to protect our freedoms, but now there's just some serious 
encroachment and offenses that are happening. And so it's sad um, that I started paying attention to things right when I did, because now I'm watching things slip away. But freedom is the probably my top, you know, one of my top things that I uh, enjoy about this country. And I realized that just, you know, a few short generations ago that uh, black people were not free in this country. So I am very blessed to be born uh, into the time frame that I was born into where uh, civil rights has been settled and I am able to live freely in this country and have every experience that every American should have. You know, at one point in time, the whole world just had issues um, with how certain ethnic groups and things like that were treated. I think America is probably one of the few places that has truly, truly set captives free and exonerated people. And the system, the, the capitalist system for one, is a way when the government is not intervening. So you see government intervention is ruining capitalism because now there's all this quote unquote free money going around. And basically once the government gives you money, they own you, at least so they think. That's the mentality. And so all of the, the, the social programs are destroying our freedoms because people are looking to government rather than God. Um, and we we basically need to be aware of what's happening. Um, I know I had my head in the sand for many, many years and didn't vote for many, many years. I am well past the age of 18 and I didn't think it was important. And, you know, not that I could save the United States as a single person, but I just, I wonder if I had found my voice a lot sooner and if I had chosen a different path, I wonder what kind of influence I could actually have. And so, but I mean, I'm involved now. And I hope that the generations that are coming up behind me get to experience freedom as it should be uh, without a government leash around your neck telling you what to inject into your body, telling you how you can spend your money, you know, just those sorts of things that I am seeing in this country, like it's not good. And so um, there's like this last stand that's coming that we're going to have to link arms and, and be this wall uh, in between the next generation and a tyrannical government. And um, I'm up for the challenge because I do think that this freedom should be enjoyed. There are still slaves in other countries, by the way. Nobody talks about this because we're we're so uh, tightly wound with a narrative that our mainstream media and these activist fools are uh, shoving down everyone's throats about, you know, black Americans and stuff. It was complete farce. But uh, nobody pays attention to the fact that we do still have slaves in America. Um, there are children who are being enslaved uh, right now, and they are the playthings of grown men uh, for money. So we have we have sex slaves that are coming through and that are in this nation. Uh, we we uh, have narco slaves, and so there was a plantation. There was a drug bust that happened, but there was also a plantation up in Oregon is a big one. And so we, and those are illegal immigrants that are being trafficked here who are being lied to and saying, hey, just pick the place you want to go. We'll get you there kind of deal. And there's probably a small percentage of people that are ending up where they want to end up. And then the rest of them are being trafficked for one thing or another. So it's, it's not a good thing. There's slavery going on in Mexico. I think one of the statistics that I read in the past was saying about 50% of kids that live on the streets are sex slaves. So 
one in every two child that that's homeless um, in the country of Mexico is is actually the plaything of an adult for money. And of course, in China, there are slaves. They they have Muslims there uh, who are being held in concentration camps, re-education camps. Their organs are being harvested while they're still alive. No anesthesia. Crazy things like that are are going on. They they actually have um, uh, people almost in a, a Hitler style concentration situation going on in that country. So there is slavery still going on in the world. And um, there is a NBA player. I think his name is Ines Cantor. He just changed his last name to Freedom. Um, he is like the only person in the NBA that that is willing to put his money and his career and everything on the line to to call China out on their human rights abuses and their slavery and their oppression of the Tibetan people. And uh, also the same with Hong Kong. And so uh, basically that regime is bad news. They want to rule the whole earth. They want to bring a communism to every single country. And, uh, and all of our freedoms will be, will be swallowed whole. So uh, freedom is worth fighting for. You can fight with a vote. You, can ha- you have a voice. Um, you need to, education is one way to make sure that you stay free and that you teach other generations to stay free. Always speaking the truth. That's another way to fight for freedom because here's the deal. We're in a word war right now. There's a narrative, um, that's being crafted that, that basically says, um, that, you know, believing in God is nonsense and you just need to believe in yourself. And then here's all the things you can accomplish. And the government is here to help you with that. And so uh, we need to be speaking truth into those situation where, where there's lies. And the, the truth is, is that no, God's plan supersedes um, anything, any plan that we could have for ourselves. We need to be tapping into what he uh, says we were created for. And that's, that's true freedom. I mean, it's freedom with boundaries, but I think you would rather have God's boundaries um, than to have a, a manipulative tyrant who changes the boundaries on you every day, quite frankly. The next thing that I would say is my favorite thing is, is enterprise and innovation. Uh, I appreciate um, everyone who has tapped into the the enterprise and the innovation that is available in a, a free market capitalist kind of country. I know that, like I was saying a moment ago, that's kind of disappearing because the welfare state is is very much the narrative right now. That's what's being pushed. And a lot of money is being spent with no plan to pay it back. So it's 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 debt slavery is what socialism is really about. It it is a form of slavery and and very much debt slavery. So uh, there's no such thing as, as, you know, anything being free. Somebody had to pay for it. But the thing about America is that we, because of the freedom, so that's the top, right? So that the freedom to earn a living, to pull yourself up by your bootstraps, right? To come from nothing. And now you have something that's, that's really, uh, what, you know, kind of our founding ideology is, is you can be a pioneer in America, and you can be the first person in your, um, you know, in your family to get a college education. You don't have to have the same fate as generations before you. You don't need to come under the same curses. You do want to come under the blessings that are in your bloodline, but you don't have to be your dad. You don't have to be your mom. You don't have to be that, you know, and, and in socialist communist countries, you know, um, and I've heard testimony on this that basically whatever 
level of society, whatever sphere you're born into, that's your lot. So if you're born to uh, poor parents, one of them is a teacher, one of them is an electrician, then those are really, really your two options. You're either going to be a teacher or you're going to be an electrician or you're going to teach people to wire things, you know, and combine them. But you don't really get the option to go on and become an architect, you know, or model cars, you know, build cars or anything like that. And so essentially that innovation and that enterprise that's available um, in America is is definitely something that I think everyone should um, you know, have a, have a good attitude about being a capitalist society because you can make something of yourself more so than you could somewhere else. Um, it, are there negative sides to it? I mean, absolutely. Um, Paul was writing in his letter, letter to Timothy when he said the, the love of money is the root of all evil. You know, uh, people will misquote that and say that money is the root of all evil. That's not true. Uh, money is an inanimate object. It, it has no feelings, no emotions. It can't manipulate anything, but it is the love of money. It's that shadow that's cast over the heart of a man or a woman that, that turns into lust and turns into greed. And it's a black hole of never having enough. And so the downside to uh, being so innovative as a country is that, you know, once people can figure out the formula and they can, you know, operate outside of the boundary lines of being an honest, decent human being and, and all that they care about is money and all of their morals uh, come second to that, come last, then, yeah, then you're going to end up with some tyrants. You're going to end up with people who tell you what you want to hear. And they don't have an invested interest in interest in you as a person, but they are looking out for themselves and they want to know what they can get for you. They they from you. They want to know what your price is, and so because you can't because they think everyone can be bought. Um, but if you are a person that uh, responds to the the higher moral power who is God, who gives us our laws, and you're not depending on someone else to tell you what's right and what's wrong then, you know, you're not going to go down that road. You know, stole, stolen honey, is that isn't that a proverb that says it tastes sweet, but really it's bitter in the end. And then someone who basically is satisfied with other things, they're not going to just fall for, for stolen honey. I'm, I'm severely paraphrasing and probably putting quite a few proverbs together. But innovation is a good thing when it is used the right way. And we can just look at the technology. We can look at the medicine. We can look at... Um, just the advances in education, just pretty much every sphere. We have excelled as Americans. We This country has excelled. And it's really sad to see um, this government and the people who agree with what's going on in society turning their backs on God. That's like the, the one person that we can't afford to turn our backs on in this nation. But we see what the result of that is. The last thing that I wanted to say is probably one of my favorite things about America is hospitality. Very welcoming, you know, and um, very even pampering and accommodating to a fault, you know. Um, I think that Americans, and I've been, and I've been some places, you know, living out here in Arizona, this is the furthest west I've been. But I've been to a few places in the Midwest. I've been to a few places down south. I've been to the East Coast. I've been to New England area. And so I've met all sorts of people. I, I was blessed to have that opportunity, right? Because of the first thing that I said, which is freedom. 
right? And so I was blessed to have an opportunity to travel some places in the United States and just talk to different people. And in general, what I find, I mean, yeah, are there rude people? Sure. Are there um, people that you just want to, you know, punch in the throat and tell them to, to come again? Of course, that's always going to, to be, that doesn't matter. But overall, when you're looking at the bigger picture, Americans are very hospitable, tolerant, welcoming, inviting, understanding people. We don't walk around with the prejudices that this narrative is saying that we have in this country. I think I would know, right? I'm walking around in this skin, in this body. So I would think I would know if injustice uh, really did exist in America because I supposedly, uh, people of my persuasion are the recipients of it. And so I'm always going to speak truth into a place where um, I'm hearing lies go on because that's what I'm willing to give my life for that. You know, I believe in the truth, truth being a person who is Jesus Christ, not my truth, not not a relevant form of truth, but truth is a person. And so I, I've, I have tasted and seen that the Lord is good, as the scriptures say. And, and I, I believe in the kingdom of God. I believe in everything that I've read in that book. And I believe that God is real. He has proven himself to me and he didn't have to. And so um, because I believe that I have tasted that, that level of freedom, oh yeah, I am willing to lay down my life. There's nothing that anyone can do to me on this earth. I'm not going to live in the fear of man. I would rather fear God. And I'm just, I'm blessed that I was put in a place where I could know God, you know? So it's the Lord that decides what point in the timeline we're born. He decides what nation we're going to live in. Of course, we can relocate and all those things, but a birthplace um, is important. It's a part of your identity. Even if you end up moving somewhere else, it is, it's okay. And it's a good thing to always appreciate where you've come from. And if you hadn't come from certain circumstances, then you wouldn't be who you are. That includes the bad things. I mean, this is a sin cursed world. And so nobody's going to escape unscathed. Nobody's going to escape without experiencing rejection or some sort of pain. Nobody escapes without sinning. We all have something that we need to repent for. And so um, the goodness of God can be found in the hearts and lives of those who are thankful. I'm learning to be thankful. I have been an, an ungrateful, griping, complaining American and Christian for uh, too long. And so I'm, I'm learning to button it up. So these are my three things, my three favorite things that I appreciate about America. There's freedom, there's enterprise, innovation, growth, and then, of course, there's hospitality. And so I appreciate everyone who is listening to this podcast and who is sharing this podcast. Don't you know that it makes me excited to know that uh, people are supporting me? And so I appreciate that and pray for me that uh one day this can turn into something a little bit more. I have those aspirations, but we'll we'll see where where I come in on the innovation part and on the enterprise part. Haven't figured that quite out yet, but thankfully the opportunity for now is still there, so I'll try to capitalize on it before, you know, everything gets shut down. I was listening to a podcast the other day, and it was it's a man of God, but he does a lot of political stuff too, right? So he he's got this knack for teaching scripture and then you know, a call to action for Christians to be civically engaged and everything and to understand the end times. And and, uh, him and his co-host, 
were talking about like cryptocurrency because that's the new thing, right? That that's your probably one of your one world currency options that's that's being developed right now. Hmm, in time thing. And he said, "You know what? I draw the line at the mark of the beast. Everything up to that, if there's money to be made, then why not?" <laughs> and I just laughed. I rewound that a couple of times. I was like, "You know what? You're so right because every everything up to that point is not sinning." And so <laughs> so I'll have to see where my my open door is, and and once I see it, I'll, I will make sure to run straight through it. Anyway, uh, please share with me what your favorite things are about America, or even things about America that you don't like. Um, if you let me know something that you don't like, then I would appreciate you know you taking some time to reflect on how you can change it. Uh, your neighbors would appreciate that. Your family would appreciate that. If there's anything about your life that that you don't like or anything about the nation that you live in, then definitely be looking at what you can do to change it. First, we have to change our attitude, but then, you know, there may be something more we can do. Be the ball, you know, <laughs> don't be, don't, don't just, don't just sit on the sidelines and, and call things out. Get in the game, right? Anyway, it's Tiffany at bigviewsmallwindow.com. Till next time.